0: We're excited to bring you this segment on Real Presence Live. It's called Straight Talk, and it's your opportunity to share your questions and comments on topics relating to the faith or on things happening in the world around us with your local hosts and priests. Uh, when you hear the sound effect, which you just heard, uh, please call 877 795 or send your questions or comments to us on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. And we have uh, Father Dominic Bauck and we have Father Josh Eli here to take your questions, folks. the The number is 877 eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. And uh, we would uh, encourage you to call in. It's always uh, adds to the program when we have a live caller calling in. You can go to Facebook and uh, uh, put your question on Facebook. We'll get it up here on our board uh, momentarily, and we'll get your question on the air. So uh, uh as as we were talking about earlier, we, we were talking about the uh we were talking about the uh uh readings today about Hannah and her negotiation prayer with uh, with our heavenly father. And uh, as Father uh Josh uh, put it in his homily this morning, uh you, you know, not all prayers have to be perfect. And uh, our heavenly father loves us and is uh, full of mercy, and he will answer our prayers. So thank you again for that, uh,
1: that homily. Uh, You're Father welcome. No, I found it interesting. She was, she was bargaining. You yeah. know, you think there's an imper- imperfection in that prayer, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Do this for me, and I'll do this, and I'll offer my firstborn, which is, is since we enter into this, and look, at the Lord respond generously, you know, that it ah. doesn't have to be the perfect and free prayer of our hearts where we, you know... We'll just do his will and need nothing in return. Uh, Or we just ask him for something and then stand back and say, but if you don't answer that prayer, Lord, we're good. So anyway, thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. I think it's
2: important to to, uh, inform our listeners why you're still here, Father Eli, because I'm on probation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we just have to make sure that no uh, heresies or sort of, you know, questionable (laughs) statements are issued. (laughs) Right, because... Real Presence Radio does not uh, does not allow error, <laughs> you know, I just want to check things out as the ex-Vatican official. That's
2: right. Well, it's hard. You, we were just talking about this. You are a judge. You're an official judge of the church, yes, and I so live I, with you, yes. so I just feel like I'm being judged all the time.
1: That's yes, true, yes. <laughs> but in the, in, the, in the good way. In as, the good way. Oh, as, as Jesus, the merciful judge. Oh, the merciful I judge. I'm judging you mercifully at all times. Good. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, that's good to hear. More or less
0: you know oftentimes we get questions on the sacraments uh uh during this segment and uh and uh, i know that uh, father uh, father josh just held up a sign that says <laughs> baptism you are not it. supposed to say those things in a secret and uh uh that was the holy spirit uh saying well it's uh, it's time we 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 talk about we discuss a little bit about uh about baptism
2: so uh Do you remember your baptism, Father Dominic? Yes, I was, um, it was December 3rd, 1989. I was about 34 days old. I was very smart. I answered all the questions that were posed to me (laughs) about my faith, and uh, I rejected Satan. wouldn't surprise me. (laughs) It was amazing that I could do that, because I didn't even have sanctifying grace at that point, so I was a a phenom. (laughs) No, but I did, and Father Eli and I were talking about how, you know, the, the Pope has kind of Given a little encouragement to find out your baptism day, and I, I have a copy of my baptismal certificate, and I was just—I I always forget it—but it was December third, nineteen eighty-nine. Mm. Um, and in my homily on the on Sunday on the baptism, I held it up and I said, "This is the most important day of my life, and nothing else that comes after it, good or bad, will sort of Im- be more impactful, I suppose, in my life than that day." Yeah. Which I don't even remember, obviously. Yeah. That it's the mo- by far the most important thing um, that we can experience is being conformed uh, and made a member of the body of Christ. And it's kind of funny when you say member of the body of Christ. I, I was talking to the high school kids, because a lot of times informed Catholics even, they think a lot about the fact that they are cleansed from original sin and they're given sanctifying grace. But as St. Paul talks about over and over and over, we're also made members of the body of Christ, not members of like Sam's Club or Costco or something <laughs> like that, We're made members like physical body parts of the body of Christ. And that's our only hope for salvation. On our own, we can't do it. We can't be saved. The only hope we have to be, uh, to be saved is to be a member of that body of Christ. And so for the rest of our lives, it's about maintaining that status as adopted sons and daughters of God. God only has one son, and we have only one chance to be his adopted child, and that's through his one only begotten son. Jesus Christ, and through baptism, by whatever reason he wanted to adopt us, he did, and basically our response is just to say thank you, um, and to receive that gift, but at the end of the gospel, we know the Father sends down the Holy Spirit, and he says, this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. We all, in our deepest, our deepest, deepest desire is to hear God say that to us, that we're his beloved child, and he's Mm -hmm. pleased with us. And I'm sure, Father Eli, with your vast pastoral experience, I'm sure like over and over you just want to like, beat your head against the wall just to get people to understand that that they are the beloved children of God. Not because they're so impressive on their own, but because we're adopted through the, through the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. And because of that, we're beloved by God.
1: I beat my head against the wall to get myself to understand.
0: Right, I know, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yes, uh, folks, we are in straight talk right now. It's your opportunity to call in a question. Uh, Or a comment for uh, Father uh, Bauck or Father uh, Josh Eli. And we are uh, uh, encouraging to call in at 877-795-0122 or put your question on Facebook and uh, we will get it up on the board so uh, we can get that question or comment addressed. So again, that number is 877-795-0122. Yes, and uh, so uh, we are blessed today. Uh, two priests of Jesus Christ uh, uh, waiting for your questions, Father
1: Dominic and Father Josh. And, uh, and what if, a- you don't, if you don't call in, we're just going to keep talking. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's probably a filibuster. To it you. <laughs> but it is a filibuster. I just want to return to the Baptist with you, if I can, Mike, because, again, it's Pope Francis has been insistent upon this uh, really beautifully and in the pastoral way that he's governed. And that has been one of the graces of my time being in Rome the last four years. It was real close. And working in very close quarters uh, not with him directly but a short paper trail from from his office often I would be preparing documents that would then go to him again the cardinal Peter would take over uh, and then bring them back and he'd within 30 minutes of the Pope having signed them. so anyway being close but one of the things he really insisted is no celebrate that baptismal birthday because it's mm. the day of greatest mercy in our life it's the day of greatest mercy it should be one of the happiest days and some of us some of you out there in the uh, we're blessed to remember it you know you did it yeah, as adults yeah. um and the encouragement then to celebrate it you know have a party have the Italians party. are good at that ah party uh, for anything fantastic. saints
2: name day Saint,
1: I mean we're, it's it's a great joy of being Catholic yes let's celebrate it you know uh so i think it's it's wise and also uh, to thank whoever uh, was instrumental Uh, in a special way our moms and dads or whoever was instrumental in bringing us to those saving waters of baptism to thank them to say mom dad or maybe it was a friend a spouse say thank you that's (laughs) should be the happiest in heaven i think we'll look back and say that was probably the happiest day of my life didn't know it at the time right because from there everything starts it's the gateway to the sacraments to the life of grace to the gifts of the holy spirit uh so just a wonderful thing since we're since we just had celebrated the baptism of our lord yes uh and beloved sonship and uh, what, what what more do we need mike i think you know warmer weather no. but you know but even a beloved son or daughter can can withstand 10 below if if the, you know the heart is yeah. receiving that you know and I, I i
0: never thought about that before uh father uh, josh uh the the, the you, you mentioned that the day of greatest mercy our bab- I stole that from, from the Pope, <laughs> but yes, <laughs> the day of greatest mercy, and so we uh, uh, we we need to remember that. Um, you, you know, I uh, had to uh, dig up my baptism uh, certificate as uh, Kathy and I entered into the Equestrian Order of uh, the hmm. Holy Sepulchre, and we uh, uh, it took a, it took a while to find it. I don't know if that that means that I'm. Uh, that old or what but, <laughs> but anyway I do have that certificate now and uh, it was uh, written on sheepskin uh, it, was, uh, uh, it, it was it uh, was a very very <laughs> fuzzy looking copy but <laughs> yeah. from that the sheepskin
1: yeah so if anybody out there is interested in, uh, in, in grabbing that date and celebrating it each year just you know if you have Try to find the, the place where you were baptized. If you remember, some people don't, um, but also a place where you were married would have a copy.
0: Yes, and we do have uh, a caller. Uh, we have Yvonne from Duluth. Uh, good morning, Yvonne. Are you there? Good
3: morning. Yes, I am here.
0: Well, welcome to uh, Straight Talk and welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you for listening this morning. And you have okay. Father, do- yes, and, and we have Father Dominic and Father Josh here to address your question. Uh, okay, So great. What, what is your question, Yvonne? Again, thanks uh, okay, for
3: joining my, us. Oh, thank, you're welcome, and thank you. Uh, my question is, I am a new convert. It'll be two years this Easter season that I converted. Congrats. And my, husband, my husband's a cradle Catholic. We would like to have our marriage blessed, but right now we don't have a priest at our church. We have priests that are filling in until we can get a new priest. And the deacon has never done a marriage blessing before so do I need witnesses if you when you have your marriage blessed or is it just a small you know just a small procedure that doesn't require witnesses or anything
2: good question Yvonne thanks for asking this is Father Dominic um, okay you're blessed today to be joined by a marriage expert Father Joshua Eli father. but just to impress him with the, the simple answer to your question that I'll hand it over to him Yes, you okay. need two witnesses. for a, It's called oh. a con- convalidation. And I will let Father
1: Eli explain the whole convalidation reality to all of our listeners. Yvonne, thanks for your great question. Actually, Mike is the marriage expert. <laughs>
3: right.
1: Uh, I just have to be in Canada. 37 years worth. <laughs> yeah. uh. So, Yvonne, and also sorry about the passing of your beloved bishop. Uh, recently, yes, that yeah, that was
3: quite, quite, yeah. quite unexpected.
1: Right. So, uh, if if I understand correctly, uh, so you you converted, but you, you never had a, a church wedding. Uh, well, originally?
3: I had, I had my original marriage annulled. Okay. And so we are free. You know, now that I converted and everything, and my I'm married to a oh. cradle Catholic.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so he's he's he he doesn't have anything prior. You had uh, the declaration he of nullity for yours.
3: Yes. yes. Right. And he okay. was a and he was a widow. Okay. Okay.
1: A widower or well, s- yeah. whatever. Right. No. So, so so it appears that you're both free, and so actually, you know, it, it we I know there's already love there, and that's where this is. Uh, but the blessing, you know, is actually would be a new uh, exchange of consent. Um, okay. So it's it's there is actually going to be something new. It's going to be. Not that there wasn't any love there before between you and your uh and your husband. But yeah, you're gonna you're gonna wanna contact uh, you know, if if the parish doesn't have any any staff uh available right now, the, contact the diocese, the chancery, and explain your situation. And you're right. You're well, gonna they, need a they, Go ahead.
3: Yeah, the deacon is willing to do it but he has never done one before okay. so he doesn't really know you know a whole lot what goes on
1: well it's good that he's 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 you know he's asking questions and he's approaching it humbly I would have him yeah to, to call the uh, the chancellor usually that's that's our first line uh, okay. of the information and they uh it's their job to help us out out in the and the in the trenches so and yeah and then it would it would be a simple celebration uh but would be what's called a convalidation, and you would have two witnesses. Okay. It would be just like uh, the essential elements of of a normal, of a, any other wedding, uh, two witnesses, okay. the two and it, parties, and a, and a, and a minister of the church. Okay, uh, and it
3: can be done like after church.
1: It can be done in in many different settings. Yeah, whatever okay. you think is best. Okay, and whatever. Alrighty,
3: you know, well that do. that's yeah. good to know. Well, I thanks for know. following
1: that great that grace. That's a beautiful grace of our Lord, who's calling you to. Uh, uh, to bring your 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 love before God and his church and to yes uh, I, have do. It I, I do' validated yeah yeah. Um,
3: yeah yeah i am I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, it so and welcome
1: I, welcome to uh, to the family also
3: oh thank you yes. i'm totally happy and cool. I do have to say the Catholic radio had a big part in it <gasps> uh, praise be to god because i mm. i had always wanted to be Catholic. I wasn't i was a church goer and everything but i was listening to catholic radio and that just completely cemented my desire to convert
1: oh, amen to so. that
3: all right yeah. so thank you very much well,
0: well thanks yvonne, yvonne yvonne thank you for for uh calling in the, this morning uh, god bless you and tell us how is the weather in uh, duluth
3: well we had a little snow last night two to three inches oh um, boy okay and we're supposed to get more tomorrow night. It's about twenty degrees above zero, which okay. is you know oh, it's short weather. It's for us. balmy. It's balmy. It's hot. What happened?
1: What happened over there? We're yeah. we're, we're at ten below.
3: <laughs> Are you? No. You, know what Are I, you
1: really? Oh yeah. We're we're oh yeah. Duluth. Is
2: pretty much straight. E- we're on the same like yeah. level of Northitude. <laughs> we're we're moving okay. to Duluth. But Duluth seems farther <laughs> right. north to me. Yes.
3: No, we're supposed to drop. Our temperatures oh, yeah. are supposed to drop in the next couple of days. So yeah, okay. we else, just enjoy it. Yes. We enjoy all this nice weather. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this heat while we have it.
0: Mm-hmm. And also, <laughs> so, okay, well, Yv- Yvonne, Yvonne, we are heading your direction for our Real Presence Radio Banquet in March. So please uh, uh, please uh, take note of that. We'd love to meet, you, oh. meet up with you at your banquet oh, wow. in Duluth.
3: And where is that going to be?
0: Well, uh, I, I I don't know the venue. I don't know the venue, but uh, it's going to be at the deck, is what I heard, oh, okay. as I, the, what I the heard.
2: voice of God just spoke to him. You yes. he didn't hear it, but the voice <laughs> God, God revealed it to him is a yeah, miracle. Eli whispered that in my ear, <laughs> not Father Eli, uh, <laughs> not Father Eli, but, <laughs> or the pro-
0: the priest Eli, yeah. the different. <laughs> it's going to be at the deck, I'm told. So, uh, uh, so uh, and then go to the website yourcatholicradio.com. Click on uh, Duluth Banquet, and you'll get that information, Yvonne.
3: Okay, because the Women's Conference is that in March, too, and I do, do want to say that's a wonderful conference mm-hmm. uh, that I did. I have attended now two years in a row. so I, um, But I will look into that banquet, too.
0: Okay, very okay. good. Well, you. Yvonne, have, you have a blessed day. God bless God you bless for you. Uh, coming on today, and uh, we'll see you in March.
3: Thanks a lot, and God
2: bless. God bless. Thanks. I'd like to give a little public service announcement. and for Father Eli, I'm sure you have encountered this a lot, but just of, you know, we talk about baptism as the essential primary sacrament. You know, it's the most important. And it's honestly pretty, like, simple. <laughs> you just mm-hmm. pour water over a head three times, say, you know, Eli, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Bada-bing, bada-boom. It's good for life It's your ticket to paradise. It makes God live in your soul. It's like such a nice, easy sacrament. Matrimony, on the other hand, is a difficult sacrament in a lot of different ways. I think, you know, the the bond between two imperfect persons. It's nice baptism is kind of the bond between one imperfect and one perfect person, Mm -hmm. so that makes it a lot easier. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure, I mean, all of our listeners know intimately, whether in their own families or extended families, just how difficult, you know... The the sacrament of matrimony can be, and I think that's why you know Jesus Christ made it a sacrament. Obviously, a sacrament is to be made holy. That the primary goal of of the sacrament of matrimony is to lead each other to heaven and to lead you know God willing children into heaven as well. That's what that's what marriage is all about. Mm-hmm. It's not you know sometimes we overly romanticize it and then we degrade it. You know to like it's super. Everything like my spouse is supposed to be everything for me, and then you find out that they're not. They're just an imperfect person like mm-hmm. you. But God is everything for you, and the the point of the sacrament
1: of matrimony is to to help each other to experience that, right? And this is you know exactly what Jesus challenged us to do is to love those that are not easy to love, right? <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> even even wicked people love those and, and treat those well who are good to them. But and eventually at some point in marriage, they tell me that you arrive at that, and the, and the the person next to you. Uh, it becomes a little bit harder t- to love than maybe at the beginning. But isn't that exactly what Jesus is asking of us in conversion? To love with more selflessness. You know, when people aren't uh-huh. just making us feel good and when they're not just easy to be around. But when the realities of life and, and wills uh, aren't always as aligned. That's a beautiful... And uh, For anybody out there that's in that, ex- having that experience right now in their marriage, just know that that's an invitation from the Lord uh, to deeper love, to more pure love. And more selfless love is to say, it's to say yes when it's not easy, uh, as he did. And we saw that in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, let this cup pass from me. Mm-hmm. That wasn't an easy yes. We said, no, but your will be done. And thanks be to God mm-hmm. that he did.
2: And yeah. that's what my, my public service announcement. So given all that fact, you know, we, the, the church is here f- f- to facilitate that reality, which is difficult. And so whatever stage of marriage that you find yourself that, you know, I think our caller just showed to us, the church is there to accompany you, to be with you, to help you, to always be there for you, you know? And there's a lot of misconceptions, a lot of, you know, bad publicity sometimes. The ch- even the church doesn't help itself about marriage, of, like, what we are there for. We're always there to facilitate that relationship with God. And so, you know, no matter what stage of your marriage that you're finding yourself, that the church is always there for you. And, I mean, I know <laughs> I would never chastise or make a couple feel badly for whatever reason, even if they're not together anymore. And I know, Father Eli, that that mercy is such an important part of your ministry as well. But the Church is there to be merciful, and the if if I give any advice to married couples, it's always take the initiative. No matter what stage of the marriage reality that you're experiencing, if you're having troubles, get help before the, the troubles become worse. Mm-hmm. If if you found yourself in a difficult situation canonically with the church, that come to the church. That we can do things like the annulment process or convalidation or the the opportunities for mercy are so great that it, it always behooves you to get closer to the church. And it's awkward. It might be uncomfortable. You know, you don't always want to make the the phone call, but it's like the dentist. You know, sometimes I feel like a dentist. Like people don't really want to come see you, and then after they see you, you you've enabled them to experience the healing ministry of Jesus Christ, right. and then they're grateful for that. But it, it does it takes that. There's that infinite gap between making the decision. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna invest into reconciling with whatever level of marriage issue that I have. And that doesn't make me a failure ever. You know, it's like yeah. every family is dysfunctional. The first family, Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, you know, Cain killed Abel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> every yeah. family is dysfunctional. There's problems with every family. Yeah. And so just be humble and accept the fact that, yeah, I got issues in my family too. But to just reach out and to, to allow Christ and his church to enter into that union. And there's never any shame, never any sort of embarrassment of wherever you're at. In that marital
1: Absolutely experience. Right. Absolutely. Right.
2: You are listening to Straight Talk, uh, folks. Uh, uh, we
0: are uh, live from uh, St. Mary Central High School in Bismarck, North Dakota. We have the chaplain, uh, Father Dominic Bouk, and we have Father Josh Eli here for Straight Talk taking your questions. Please call 877 795 0122, or you can, uh, you can uh, put your question on Facebook. And uh, again, that number is 877 795 0122. And uh, so uh, we've, uh, we've gone from baptism uh, to the uh, sacrament of uh, matrimony. And, uh, uh, you know, bless uh, Yvonne's heart for calling in, Yvonne from uh, Duluth, uh, to talk about her, her desire to uh, get her marriage blessed. What a, uh, what a wonderful. Uh, what a wonderful desire for a married couple.
1: Yeah, it certainly is, and uh, you know, we can commend her again, as we'd said for, for asking, for asking for that, and you know, again encouragement to anybody who's out there to uh, call the chancellor, you to call your tribunal if you need, you if you have questions, call your priests. Uh, even if it's just for you know things are bumpy, hey, it's we're there just to help. We're not counselors; we don't get we, we don't get paid the big box for shirt for being <laughs> counselors. Uh, but we'll we'll pray with you, uh, maybe direct you in the right way. But at least it's a chance for for people to get things out, especially during that those stages that that stage. I, I don't because I I know your wife, Mike, and I know you probably didn't go through the stage of disillusionment because Kathy's a wonderful human she's, being. She's a but saint. especially if people find themselves in that stage. Uh, classical stage of disillusionment where we go i thought it would be different i thought she would be different i thought or you know he would change and have changed Uh. by this point (laughs) okay you know it happens to it's all in different phases and walks of life and uh, but to come in and talk about it uh maybe make a good confession right uh and then we'll we'll give you some some good penance that would be to pray for your spouse and for yourself uh to love more selflessly because we need you. We need you married couples uh, who are trying to trying to do it as best you can. The world needs you and we, your priests, need you badly uh, yeah. because you're a great support uh, for us, but you are essential. Uh, it's the domestic church, uh, the that, domestic g- that, that, church. Gives, that gives life to the parochial church which gives life to the diocesan church etc
0: okay um, we have another caller coming in Uh, we'll get to them momentarily but uh, another uh, uh, another uh, 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 question we have now on the phone we have uh, andrea and morgan on the phone well good morning andrea and morgan Uh, how are you this morning we're good (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for calling in and being part of Straight Talk this morning. Uh, what's your question for Father Josh and Father Dominic this morning?
3: Um, we were wondering what some of the major differences are between like, the Eastern Orthodox Rite and the um, Roman Rite. Yeah, that's that's a home. great
2: question. You uh-huh. guys sound like real great students at a great high school. Who's the best teacher are, at your babe. high school? Are cell phones allowed here?
3: Yeah, I obviously yeah. thought about Yes, okay, good.
2: extra credit all around. The Easter this is a good question, and we can even add in their Eastern Catholic rites, too, uh, Father Eli. right. Because in our own diocese we have two churches that belong to the Eastern Catholic Church, U- Ukrainians in this case. Yeah. Um, actually, one student came to me, one student came to me and talked about someone they know is uh, betrothed in marriage to an Eastern Catholic mm. seminarian. And they were all they like, have the what right is, Patrol them. What is what is going on there? So, basically, it all you know. You just want to remember a date: ten fifty four. Before that, Christianity was you know there were actually along the way along the long historical path of Christianity. There's always been councils, first council of Nicaea, and then on and on. And basically, after each time, there's kind of a group that doesn't a- acknowledge the the truth revealed by God to that to the, to the Council of Bishops. And so you have little breakoff groups um, over time in the Eastern in the Eastern world. Eventually, um, 1054 is the big kind of dramatic split between the Eastern churches and the, the Western churches who are led by the Pope. So the whole universal church, and even the Eastern Orthodox acknowledges that the Pope is first among equals, that he has a certain primacy as the successor of St. Peter and he's a, a force of unity within the Church. The 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 difference between the Eastern Orthodox and the Roman Rites, or the Catholic Church, is that we acknowledge the fact that he has a certain juridical authority. Um, so he is first among equals, but he also has, there's, there's some teeth to it. It's not just a ceremonial position, uh, that he actually has authority to keep the Church unified. And I think that's obvious in any kind of organization. Um, that there has to be someone who has the final say, and Saint Leo the great is is so good in talking about this uh, that that the successor of saint Peter is the, is the, the final guarantee of unity that it all, that it's his, part of his his privilege and part of his dread responsibility is to keep the church unified and of course, you know whenever you talk about this, you can acknowledge that the the Catholic Church uh, and her members are is imperfect, you know the members are imperfect. But, um, and so sometimes we haven't really helped our own cause in the sense of promoting unity, but the Pope is established by Christ as that guarantee of unity. And since then, you know, especially in this past century, we've worked very hard to kind of bring in some of those churches, the Russian Orthodox Church, the Greek Orthodox Church. And there's been a lot of, a lot of unity made and in, in, doc- in matters of doctrine and matters of sacraments, we're, we're on the same page with them. Um, but it's in matters of church uh, authority. It's a it's a difficulty. Mm. How many heresies was that, Father Eli? LA today, <laughs> three. Three heresies. <laughs> You're allowed four. Okay, good. You, thank you. Four. We cut you. We cut your mic. It's hard. It's hard to talk about it because you, it, you could talk about it for four hours. And I, yeah. I think we are. Andrea and Morgan still on? I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's how oh, class. Ladies, I, how that's how class goes. I just talked. Ladies, to, you uh, know, how was How was it? That, is, you, do you have a, do you have follow up questions? Are you satisfied? We're good. Okay, because it is a great well, question.
3: I'll, can I do one more question?
1: Yes. What's the difference
2: between, like, in their liturgies? Ooh, wow. What you need to do is drive up to Wilton on a Sunday and go to the Eastern uh, Catholic Ukrainian Church, and it counts for your Sunday Mass. They're Catholic as we are, um, but it looks a little different. Now, it's a small country parish, so if you, if you go to, like, a big, you know, Byzantine blowout liturgy... Uh, it looks way different. There's a lot of incense. They, you know, a lot of icons. even there, a lot they of icons. Have the, the
1: iconostasis. They have a, uh, a wall of beautiful icons dividing the sanctuary, and most, not all, but uh, most anyway. Yeah. So, very different liturgical expression, uh, but worth worth going out to
2: see. The Roman, rite, You know, our, our way of celebrating the mass is always about kind of efficiency, and we want to spread the gospel. We want to move. They want you to experience heaven when you go into their church. You're supposed to experience heaven, um, and so it's just two kind of different ways. That we experience the Mass.
0: Yes, and we thank you very much. Uh, a shout goes out to Yvonne, Andrea, and Morgan for uh, joining us today on light, uh, a Straight Talk. Uh, Father Josh, thank you. Father Dominic, thank you. We have to go on to our break here. Uh, thank you again for all that shared uh, questions. Uh, I'm Mike Kidrowski, and uh, I'm here with Dominic Bauck. Stay tuned for the Dynamic Deacon. Harold Burke Sivers coming up next don't go away